All right. So this makes me count you in again. Oh, man. All right. Well, you've done this a couple times, so I am not as afraid as I, I used to be. I screwed it up every time, but it'll be fine. <laughs> what? Are we doing a three count or five count? You know what? We're gonna we're gonna break from tradition, and since you are the counter, I get to pick. You you have total control over the counting. Okay, we'll start at ten. <laughs> Gives me time. I'll be back. Welcome to I Used to Know. I'm Scott, and I'm Steve. We are your hosts for this adventure into the past, where we dive into things we used to know when we were kids that are no, no longer true. Hey, Scott. Hey, Steve. You know, Scott, back when we were growing up, one of our favorite times of year was Halloween. You know, costumes and trick-or-treating, and of course, all that Halloween candy. Well, I was I was definitely into the Halloween candy, but not so much into Halloween. I'm a party pooper. No! I am. Were you that kid in the neighborhood that did not like Halloween? I was the one that gave it up at like eight. You know, cause I've got pictures of us at Halloween. That was like the last dressed one. up, and but but you're 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 dressed up like a clown, and you look real. No, it was a wizard. Wizard. You were a wizard. I was a clown. Yes. And you look really sad. <laughs> I was a sad wizard. That's good to know. <laughs> you didn't like Halloween. What, I didn't what? have the I didn't have the Harry Potter glasses. On. Oh yeah, <laughs> or the scar. Well, no. What did you not like about Halloween? I don't know. I just don't. Uh, I'm not into the whole get dressed up thing. No, okay. no, no you, was. you just want to be yourself. You're like, I don't need to be a ninja turtle. I'm just gonna be Scott. Yeah, but I did like taking the candy from my brother <laughs> because you're the big brother, and that's that's your right. Yeah, it's very, plus he's allergic to peanuts. Oh, well then he. So he, he all has to. of the Reese's peanut butter cups and stuff, they're mm-hmm. all mine. Oh, perfect. It was. Oh, most of that stuff that came out was peanut butter cup. I know. M and M's with peanut. He was even allergic to chocolate. You he can, no, yeah. he was, yeah. No chocolate. So which which meant my 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 stash was huge. So you basically he, he could have like the the lifesavers, Twizzlers, and Twizzlers, and you get everything else. Yeah, yeah. So why did I even want to bother? It was like you know, that is excellent. Mm. Yeah. Well, for 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 us growing up, you know, we lived out in the woods, and these houses are pretty far apart from one another, right? So it wasn't a, the most ideal trick or treating location. We were smart. We would have gone to our parents and we would have said, hey, take us to a apartment complex where the door to distance ratio was much closer. Because right? it's got it's about efficiency. You're getting very engineering to me. You want to be able to fill up that, that pillowcase with as much stuff as possible. And you do that faster if there are more doors. So That's apartment true. complex. Instead, we're, we're walking around in the woods, going door to door. It takes two or three minutes to walk from house to house. It was okay. You can make up for it by getting to the to the special houses, right? Every every neighborhood has one of these, like like the guy who or family that is really into Halloween. Mm. I'm talking about like like they deck out their house, all the Halloween things, maybe music, maybe lighting and a fog machine, and these are the houses where you know if you walk in there, you're probably gonna get a full size candy bar, mm. right? That's so, so the that's key. Where, right? You might have to uh, you might have to sit there and wait through a ten minute one man play of some dad dressed up like Dracula who wants to scare all the kids, but well, for a full size Hershey bar or something, that's worth it. See now for me again, for me, Halloween was not my thing. But my brother in law's it was a military operation. When that when <laughs> Halloween came. First of all, they, they believed Halloween was better than Christmas. Okay. They had maps of all the neighborhoods. Now we're talking efficiency. So the day before, they would roll out the maps. 
And and on their maps, their Halloween maps, they they had kind of like circled all of the big bar houses. <laughs> so they knew exactly where they must hit. So you yes. had your must hits and nice to haves. And you want to get there early because the big bar houses are probably going to run out of the candy fast. Right. So he they they had this whole thing. Now, on top of it, not only was this a military operation where they were, but they would do a they would do a costume change. They literally went to every house twice. That is cheating. You can't do that on Halloween. <laughs> you you got did. a second costume? Yes, but yet, wait, there's even more. They would convince their older sister, a.k.a. my wife, yeah. to go and drive them to another neighborhood, namely mine, and do the whole thing again. <laughs> and it was all based on curfew times. So they had this whole thing, this regiment, okay, so this town curfew is here, this town curfew is there, so I can extend it here, I can extend it. I'm telling you. They are working the system. Not I'm. Uh, if they worked this hard on their homework, they would have been <laughs> in Harvard. That is genius level Halloween. They did. They they had it seriously all down. Wow, wow. I'm actually very impressed. Yeah. So I think that takes us basically to. I used to know Halloween candies, good, bad, chocolate covered, or healthy. But things have changed over the years. Some would say for the better. I don't know, but definitely safer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think. We should give some background to our listeners, right? I mean, just to put into context uh, what kind of craziness was going on during Halloween back in the 1980s. Um, I do completely agree, except for the 80s part. No, come on. So, so you're going to take the way back machine again, aren't you? You're going to tell me that, um, I don't know, single-celled organisms were coming out of the primordial soup with candy to hand out to other organisms. Not without the aliens. No, but I am thinking of about 500 BC. All right, 500 BC. We, we talked about this a couple times. This is the Romans, right? Uh, not this time. Nah. All right. Who? The Celts. All right. The Celts. Could be the Romans, could be the Celts. Tell me why it's the Celts. What do they have to do with Halloween? Okay, so we need to go back to 500 BC to check in with the Celts. Uh, And they're going to be found in Ireland, UK, northern France, right? Mm -hmm. Now, as we all know, there's lots of traditions that follow their roots, right? Christmas trees ultimately come from them. You know, holly during Mm -hmm. the, the holidays, that's also Yule logs. Yeah, things with right. kind of like a like a pagan kind of tie-in. So this sure. this originally starts with them as well. This whole Halloween thing. Okay, so in this case, we're talking about the celebration of their New Year. Oh. So they didn't celebrate New Year in January. They celebrated it at the end of the harvest and the beginning of the cold winter. So their New Year began when the harvest time was over and it was time to, you know, shelter up. Well, that makes a lot of sense, right? I mean. That's when everything's changing. Yeah, plus you want to pray to your gods to make sure you could survive the winter. You want to get through it. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you you're might getting a little scared. Exactly. So you're going to want to have a big ceremony for your gods around this time. So as we're looking into the new year, or the New Year Eve, you might say. On November 1st. Well, November 1st-ish was the basically their, their big time, so this would be October 31st. Shocker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then, uh, so they would dress up in costumes and they would take animal heads, which I suspect were real. Oh, really? <laughs> and animal skins. And they would dress up as animals 
uh, on giant bonfires. With that, like a like an animal skull head on their head? Yeah. Or inside the animal head? I wasn't actually there. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's the plan, I think. Because they were trying to, again, pray to their gods. Okay. Um, and so they would also sacrifice some animals and some of their crops uh, for the good luck for surviving the winter and into the new year. And it was also said that on this very, very night where they were you know, going into the new year, it was the night that the worlds of the living and the dead could connect. Oh, okay. So this uh, Celtic festival was called the Sowin. Sowin. So, so, so this Sowin sounds like it's a direct descendant or the, the, the precedent. What, is that the right word? Precedent? Precedent. For Halloween. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's like a Celtic celebration. Halloween's from, from Ireland. Yeah, I mean, it's the beginning of that story, I think. Uh, so it's not really the, the beginning and the end. This is just the beginning of that story. There's more to, more things that have led up to our Halloween. So that takes us back to, to continue the story, it's going to take us back to the Romans. I, I knew it. I knew it was going to be the Romans. Eventually, I, I told you back then that the 500 BC was going to be the Romans. Well, I'm not going to the 500 BC for the Romans. I'm going to 43 AD. 40, okay, okay. So, so what's happening with the Romans in 43 AD. Okay, so in 40, about 43 AD, you know, the Roman Empire is expanding and they've captured most of the Celtic territory. They ruled over it as part of the Roman Empire for about 400 years. Mm. And it was at this time that they started blending their own festivals with the Sowin festivals. Okay, kind of like merging the cultures. Yeah, so, you know, their first festival, Varela was a day to honor the dead. Mm -hmm. And the second was Pomona Day. Pomona Day. That's a great day. Why not? Yeah. I like that. Pomona was the Roman goddess of fruit and trees, and her symbol is an apple. And at that little connection, um, that pretty much shows you how we are now bobbing for apples around Halloween because we're now working towards, you know, praying to our goddess of fruit and trees. The Roman goddess Pomona is the apple. All right, so... so this, this explains why my, my, my kids are eight years old and I had a big Halloween party and fill up a giant big container of, of water, a couple apples in there. It also explains like when we talked about in our podcast with the uh, ice cream trucks, mm-hmm. we, why it's also we now pray to the god Pomona and in the American way by shoving a stick into it and covering it in candy. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Yeah, Bobbing for apples is fun, but I got to tell you, Anybody who's thinking about doing this in your kitchen, beware, because it's going to get water all over the place. And when you're done, you have a 90-gallon container full of water that you got to get out of the house somehow, and that's heavy. It, it is. Although, remember, you're supposed to do it like you do if you're going to, you know, um, deep fry a turkey. You're not supposed to fill up the bucket of water and not measure the volume displaced by the head going in. So that might explain the water all over <laughs> your floor. Was, was like, <laughs> I had it so like the water meniscus was right yeah, over the yeah. top. Yeah. And be like, okay, little Bobby, put your head <laughs> and water everywhere. Exactly. Uh, live and learn. Yeah. But okay, so now that takes us a little closer to our modern day Hallow- Halloween. However, we're still not there yet. Okay, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. Um, we have to go to May, let's say 13th. Of 609 A.D. <laughs> Seems kind of specific. May yes. 13th. <laughs> well, it, it is on that day yeah. that uh, Pope Boniface IV, mm. he dedicated the Pantheon to the memory of all Christian my, uh, martyrs. Oh, oh, this is that, uh, that, 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 that Greek building, the Pantheon? Mm-hmm. All right, yep. all right. Trying to bring you know, Christianity into 
all of the different uh, past religions. Oh, okay. okay. Right. So now he created this. Uh, he's dedicated this this uh, pantheon to the martyrs, and there's a big feast that, of course, goes along with this Martyrs Day. But you know, Martyrs Day is just a day. Hey, let's make it go bigger. Go home, and if you add in all the saints, well, now you have the feast of uh, All Saints or All Saints Day. Oh, okay. Which is November first. All right. Now I've heard of All Saints Day being tied in with uh, with Halloween. Sounds like you know they've got Halloween slash All Saints Day mostly in Europe. It's all tied in with uh, you know this blending of Christianity and the, the Celtic traditions. But how does this how how does this make the trip over to America? When does that happen? Well, I can tell you where it didn't happen. It surely didn't happen with Puritans. So, uh, oh, okay, that, that makes sense, right? The, the Puritans they they're, they're going to frown on Halloween. Yeah, n- this whole idea of like you know spirits and all none of that. They'll mm-hmm. have none of that. <laughs> all of that's pagan stuff. Yep. You know, no, thank mm-mm. you. It's really going to take the Irish potato famine to kind of start bringing that back, oh. and that's because you know the. Roman Catholic Church was big in Ireland, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as the potato famine, they were coming over to the United States, which really brought a huge influx of the Roman Catholic Church back into the United States. Well, and and, and all the Celtic traditions that are coming in with, uh, with and All the, Saints the, Day, the and All Saints Day. So it's all oh, it's coming in from the potato famine. Yeah, so so now all of this stuff starting Halloween starting to make this comeback concept because of uh, the All Saints Day. And if you start combining it with different autumn parties, you know, and you have your ghost of the saints around and, you know, that starts leading into things like, you know, in Mexico, the day of the dead. Oh, yeah. Right. Which is also All Saints Day. That that, that is true. That is on that day. Mm -hmm. So you're getting something that's starting to really start to look like Halloween now. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you got people with skull faces, you know, in Mexico, day of the dead. Yep. All right. So so that, that that sounds really interesting. I can see how it's all coming together, but what about trick or treat? Where where does this come in? How, how do you how do you connect everything we've been talking about with the most important part about Halloween, which is getting the candy? <laughs> so soul cakes. <laughs> what, soul? what do you mean soul cakes? Soul cakes. I mean like spiritual soul, not like you know the bottom of your shoes or oh, like no. soul music. Or soul cakes. Yeah. No, no, it's. Soul cakes. Okay. So in preparation for All Saints Day, which let's go through the naming of Halloween a little bit. Um, it's also called Hallowmas. Okay. All right. Because in Old English, Hallows meant the Feast of the Saints. And the Mass part was a church mass. You know, like Christmas, Hallowmas. Right. Christ's okay. Mass, Hallows Mass. All right. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the evening before the Hallowmas was Hallows Even which in Scottish, the even meant evening. Mm, so, okay. you know, you kind of lose the V over time. You kind of squish it together, and that's how you get to the Halloween You say part. it really fast. Halloween. 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 And so for that night, people would begin to bake small little cakes. And these cakes would be called the soul cakes. So as the evening approached, mostly poor children, but other poor people would come into the streets and they would go door to door mm-hmm. to collect these soul cakes because they were poor. They were hungry. They're looking for some food. So they are going to these houses that have made these sweet cakes for them with the, with the purpose of if I give you this cake, this soul cake, you will pray for the uh, for my family members who have died before me. Oh, okay. A little for transaction. The so, so now you have all these people giving extra prayers 
in, in preparation for All Saints Day to all of your family members and such, and you're bribing them with these soul cakes. So everybody wins. Right. Yeah. So so as they're going door to door to collect these soul cakes, this is happening on October 31st. And oh, it's mostly dude. kids. And yeah. so that sort of takes you right to trick or treat. Well, tell me this, though. Are these are these poor children that are collecting all the soul cakes as they go around? Are they going home and then changing their clothes and then coming back out for more soul cakes? They may. They may. <laughs> the smart ones were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they were really hungry. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So so that, okay, I can see how that, that is be, that is the beginning of trick-or-treating. And that brings us to more modern times where we don't hand out the soul cakes, but nope. we're handing out some pretty amazing candy. I will point out some countries still do soul cakes. Really? Like Portugal. Mm-hmm. On Halloween. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you for All Saints Day, not necessarily Halloween, right? Uh, All Saints Day. It's for preparation of that. So yeah. Oh, Portugal. It's still happening. Go Portugal. Doing it all school. Yeah, but I will also say that when it comes to candy and everything we were going to talk about candy, you know, companies like Hershey and Nestle, they're going to be really happy to hear us talking about candy, because according to the National Confectioners Association, yeah, yeah. The sweet makers, they reap 8% of their annual sales just from Halloween. 8%, just, just from like that that one week, that one weekend. Just that one night, basically. Yeah, one yeah. Night. selling all the candies for people to hand out. They make 8% of all their money. And worldwide candy revenues is estimated to be about two and a quarter billion with a B dollars. You're kidding me. No. Two and a quarter billion. Man, that's... It's a crazy amount of money we're talking about. For, Just for candy. For candy. Yeah, and that's worldwide, though, but yes. Still, that's that's crazy levels of money. It is, although I will point out that when you think of it from a spending for all the different holidays, mm-hmm. it actually isn't that high in the holiday. Like, if you look at all the spending people are going to do for Halloween, which we'll think is like crazy numbers, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't compare at all to Christmas or even Valentine's Day or even Father's Day. They still beat really? Halloween. You, know? you think people spend more money on like Valentine's Day? Yeah, in my research, I found that. Yeah, really? Yeah, that, I wouldn't think that. I wouldn't Day. have thought it either. But worldwide, yeah, I wonder what that says about our and it's not candy. <laughs> our Valentine's all, Day, all Valentine spending. So okay. like all Halloween spending versus all Halloween oh, spending, not okay. just candy. Oh, I got you. I got you. So so if somebody's buying like a teddy bear or something for Valentine's or diamond ring or diamond ring, don't. My <laughs> wife might be listening to this. <laughs> Shush. Uh, okay, so let's talk about some of the our, our favorite Halloween candies going decade by decade. Does that sound okay? Oh, that sounds awesome. All right, let's... we starting at 500 BC. <laughs> It's going to be a long <laughs> podcast. We start at 500 BC. Right. No, no, a little, little, little sooner than little, that. Let's be a little bit more pragmatic. Okay, 1920s. I'll right. take it. All right, 1920s. The number one candy bar in the 1920s, Babe Ruth bar. Oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, Babe, of course, from the Bronx Bombers. He, absolutely, he's he's like the biggest celebrity of the time. Yeah, absolutely, there's going to be a candy bar named after him. Yeah, no, and and apparently the number one. Yeah, so it's, it's, it, that was the, if you don't know the Babe Ruth bar, it's got uh, peanuts and caramel. It's all kind of wrapped nougat. around chocolate nougat. Kind of I word love is, the name nougat. 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 A friend of mine had a dog named that. Really? That's a good dog That's name. a good dog name. I like that. Yeah. Or nougat. Yeah. Nougat stay. Um, and uh, you know th- th- that one was just like totally uh, uh, popular and famous. Um, other things back in the 1920s, I guess some of this makes sense. The Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh. Been around for forever. Yeah. And delicious. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. Oh, Henry Bars. I Who? really. Yeah. 
O. Henry. Oh. Yeah. Oh, get it. <laughs> and uh, and bit of honey. Uh, bit of honey. I, yeah. you know, I have gotten that in my my bag in the past. Yes, I, I've gotten it and traded it right away <laughs> to who? To, to whoever was was willing to take it. All right. I mean, it would it would be like a. I'll give you seven bit of honeys for this one little <laughs> sweetheart. <heart. laughs> so, yeah, so the 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 bit of honeys were kind of hard to get rid of. I wonder of. if you could actually put it in like a cup of tea. They would. I don't know. It, it just seems it's, it's like old candy, right? I mean. It'd be like saying, happy Halloween, here's a piece of birch bark. Why don't you know it on it? Yeah, it had that <laughs> consistency, and the, and the taste was, to me, not pleasant. I mean, no offense to the bit of honey people out yeah, there. Yeah, I'm not trying to offend any bees out there, but <laughs> that was, it was not my favorite. That was not a good bar. All right, no. so let's get into the 30s. Oh, okay. How about the Three Musketeer bar? Yeah. Number one in the 30s? Number one in the 30s, of, Though I personally cannot stand Three Musketeer bars. Really? I love Three Musketeer bars. You know why? No. Because it was um, one, I don't even know if it was Halloween, but it was some family party. My grandmother left a pile of Three Musketeer bars out on the table. You ate them all, didn't you? I was like like five, (laughs) and I ate every single one of them, and I got so sick, so sick. So it, it, it was my own punishment, but... To this day, your penance I, is to never enjoy it again. Even even the smell, I can't. I I, I just can't stand <laughs> it. It, it. It just. It, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going through a little bit of therapy here in the middle of the podcast. I just love the fluffy inside, the slight chocolate flavor. Oh, to it. See, you're making me nauseous <laughs> just talking about it. Let's move on. <laughs> well, let's talk about other things from the '30s, like Snickers. Yeah. Oh, so Snickers is oh, that's good. Yeah, or Boston baked beans. Mm. No, that's like a. Food. Yeah, I think, well, so yeah, I mean, legitimately Boston baked beans, but I mean, the candy, I think it was like a candied peanut, I think. Oh, a peanut with like the the, oh, the red hard candy shell. Yeah, it was very crunchy on the outside, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like a candied apple, but it's a peanut. Yeah, something like that. I Without believe. the stick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and the, the candy buttons. That oh, was yeah. The 30s. Yeah, on the paper, you mean? Yeah, they get peel them off of the paper. Yep. I didn't like those because I'm, I'm like, I don't like anything that has that paper flavor with it. Uh-huh. That's why I don't like lollipops, too, because of the paper stick. Oh, inside. Once that stick gets kind of soggy, that mm-hmm. flavor comes in, and yeah. I'm just, like, not enjoying that. You don't like the... I get skeeved. You don't like wood pulp in your, in your food? I'm just not... I don't like things with a stick for that reason, too. <laughs> Yeah, well, if it's a plastic stick, I like it, but, but that's not environmentally cool. friendly. So, I, mean, I li- what I liked about it is that it was like a little activity. You got to peel them off the paper and eat them. A you lot had, of people love through. them. It was it was almost like those, um, you know, when you. It's almost like the 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 plastic stuff that the bubble wrap that you put around things. It was almost like that, like that therapeutic. Yep. You know, it's like yeah, eat the pop. eat the candy, eat the candy, or pop pop pop. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of therapy. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, I see. And that long strip of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking about small little button type things in the 1940s, M and M's. Oh, yes, and they made them by us growing up. Yeah, the M and M Mars. Yeah, in Hackettstown, New Jersey. That was the big place. Mm -hmm. And those are iconic, right? M and M's, and they first hit the market in 1941, and um, and became very popular during the wars. And uh, so it's wartime. What else do you think is out there? Bazooka bubble gum. Mm, and a little comic strip, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you, you'd unwrap the bazooka gum, which was hard as a rock. You'd have to soak it up in your mouth first before you could start chewing. Yeah, that's right. right? right. It had that little powder on the outside. Ooh. But of course, when you while you were waiting for you to be able to take that first chew without killing your molars, 
you you would read the little comic strip that was like wrapped around it. <laughs> yeah, and you could save them and, and mm-hmm. get get prizes and awards. Now it makes a lot of sense, right? The same way that in the 1920s, Babe Ruth bars, right? You name it, you name the candy Babe Ruth because that's what's happening at the time. Yep. Now it's the 1940s. Bazooka. Bazooka, right? You're not going to call the bubble gum like like flower power bubble gum. <laughs> no. You call it bazooka bubble gum because yep. the war is going on. Yep. Uh, well, explain to me Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> well, that's because all the people who are still on their cow ranch are really happy that they're not out at war. <laughs> so they're jolly. They're the Jolly Ranchers. I see. Yeah. It's like, the, like the California commercials with the happy cows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then explain Almond Joy to me then. I've never been able to explain Almond Joy. <laughs> <laughs> almond joy is just a mounds that has like an almond the in almonds it. in it yeah, yeah. so th- that's the joy of having a mounds with an almond there you, that was easy but now we go to the 50s yep and of course if you go into history a little bit people are a little worried about the atomic bomb now that people hiding under desks in the yep. school yep. and having the the, the, the drills. drills and the, the the fallout shelters and yep what does this have to do with candy because the number one candy in the 1950s was atomic fireballs Oh, yeah, okay. All right, yeah. You're not going to call it the the red hot ball of sugar. You're yeah. going to call it the atomic fire. Yeah, or cinnamon torture or whatever so, you want to call it. <laughs> they yeah. were hot. They, yeah, they, I like them, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah they, I like they them. They can wake you up. Yes. All right, are there, are there more subdued candies that we could talk <laughs> about maybe from the 50s? Uh, Necco wafers. There's not much more subdued than a Necco wafer. Oh, yeah, those are, those are pretty... And the reason why I can't stand calm. Necco wafers have nothing to do with the candy itself. Why can't you stand them? I, I've had like two math books who like the cover of their math books were just covered with like Necco wafers. Like they were showing you like, how did you math by stacking the Necco wafers up? Oh, and your dislike it's, of math has translated well, into Well, I mean, your... I've, I've done a lot of math, so I'm not saying I dislike math, but it's translating a little bit into the fact that I just don't like Necco wafers with <laughs> the math books. Because I had to do homework. Yeah, I think it was linear algebra, and I was like, "Mm." stupid neck wafers. Black licorice was big in the fifties. Okay, I'm never a fan of big fan of black licorice. Yeah, it doesn't. It's it's kind of it's got that weird taste, like jujubes, yeah, or the the the, the good and plenty, good and plenty, yeah. yeah. No, never been a fan. Or you would get that that in Christmas time, you'd get those little licorice like boots yeah right yeah. or pipes yeah, it's <laughs> like, like oh, oh, thank you santa yeah, yeah. i yeah. put this off to the side uh okay so uh the 50s were atomic fireballs what's happening in the 60s well everything's about love and flower power that's right 60s so that brings love. us to yep sweet tarts which sounds like sweethearts oh yep yeah that makes total sense there's a little tart to them that's yeah nice. yeah they're, they're number little, one in the 60s tiny. Yeah, they um, yeah, they had all these kind of different flavors. Still do. Oh yeah, yeah. Cherry, lime, orange, grape. Right. Necco's back with its banana flavored. Oh, they're trying to spice things up in the Necco wafer <laughs> world. <laughs> Take it from bland to almost a little bland. <laughs> it's getting crazy. <laughs> you know. And then now Mike and Ike's have make makes its show. Oh, Mike. I'd see when you talk about like. Good and plenty, or good. Yeah, Mike, Mike and Ike's, and Ike's is better than good. you're absolutely. Yeah, I like the Mike. Yeah. Or or oh, the Pixie Sticks. Yeah, it's oh my god, it's sugar in a tube. We're just basically deconstructing the candy down to its 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 most basic element. Yeah, just you're just kind of like 
sucking that that sugar and straight your down and uh, and wiring you up it, real quick. It's a solid hit. I mean, yep. that, that's genius. The pixie sticks. Absolutely. You just had to get past that stupid staple on the end. Yeah. Or, or you know what? The, also, the problem was is that if you were too slow in, in in taking the powder out of the tube, the tube would get wet from your mouth oh, yeah. and, and it would clog up. Yeah. No. All, well, all the, all that's the, why the ones that were really good were the the ones later that came with plastic tubes. Oh, do the they giant have giant pixies? Oh, all yeah. <laughs> those are <laughs> like four feet tall. Yeah, it was like nine Coca Colas in one shot. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you'd be like, I don't know why I'm so jittery. I only had one pixie stick. <laughs> exactly. So, um, oh, and then the the '60s, Starbursts. Oh, okay. Yep, another good one. Yeah, I like Starbursts. Uh, '70s. We get into the '70s now. This is Laffy Taffy. Do you remember Laffy Taffy? Yeah, I was not a fan. It was like they were a little too too taffy and not enough laffy for me. I mean, it was like <laughs> they were really kind of hard. They were tough. They yeah. were tough to eat. They needed to be a little more hydrated. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. It was. It was a little bit of a, a little bit of an effort to. to trying to down a Laffy Taffy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they had jokes on the rappers. And they kind of made it fun. Yes. But, of um, course, the next thing on this list is one of my favorites of all time. Favorites of all time? Pop Rocks. Oh, man, the Pop Rocks. Loved Pop Rocks. Uh, Still love Pop Rocks. They felt so weird. Yes. And then, you'd, 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 you know, and you'd always go to your friend right up to their ear, right? And you'd, you'd, you'd take like, a, take the Pop Rocks and you'd hear the, the popping in your noise, you know, in your ear. Open then, your mouth up a little bit. And then bit. you open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to buy some of these when I'm driving home. Pop rocks. I what else? Blow pops. Blow pops. Yeah. So it's basically a uh, like a tootsie pop with uh, gum in the middle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yep. And then of course to the where there was the pixie sticks. The next generation of pixie sticks was basically fun dip. Fun. <laughs> because, because, so instead of because pow- <laughs> dumping the powder in your mouth wasn't fast enough. Yeah. Let's give you a stick that you lick first which is candy, yeah. and dump it into more sugary candy so that you can lick candy sugar off of candy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's like a sugar salt lick, except it's just all sugar. Right, and, and uh, the lick is made of candy. Yeah, and, and, and it makes you feel a little bit more civilized than just taking the whole package of Fun Dip and just, yeah. just, just well, I mean, yeah. sucking that down. I mean, it was basically, you might as well just go to a diner and grab all their, their sugar packets and just down them. <laughs> Same stuff. Halloween was all about efficiency, getting house to house to house, fun dip and pixie sticks, efficiency about getting the sugar into your system. I guess so. Now, now we go to the big eighties, eighties, love the eighties, right? And of course, big eighties, you would, I would have thought big eighties would have been more towards like Reese's pieces because of the ET thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was huge. Yeah. But it it wasn't, that wasn't the number one candy of the decade. Skittles. Skittles. Skittles wasn't in the movie. Nope. But it's number one. It was number one in the 80s. Really? Oh, yep. Okay. Well, now that you think about it, I I do remember a lot of Skittles back in the 80s. Uh, and, you know, they're good. It's the rainbow. They're good. They're good. And they're still around. And, yep. oh, man, I, I love my Skittles. Yeah. In fact, um, you know, spoiler alert for mm-hmm. this entire call, this entire thing, the number one candy in the United States right now that's yeah. given out on Halloween. Yeah. Skittles. It, it, it for the whole country. For the whole United States, it's Skittles. Right now. Right still now. Skittles. It's the Skittles. Because the 80s is coming back, man. That's what I'm telling you. I know. I still what? have my sweaters, so watch out. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's what I'm waiting. With I'm all waiting the geometric to... shapes on them and stuff. But one day I'm going to be cool again, Scott. I know. And it's coming because Skittles, they're number one. Even even Fortnite has the the Carl the Carlton dance. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> because yep. because the 80s is great. I know. Uh, back in the 80s, uh, remember Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory had spun off a whole bunch of Willy Wonka candies. Yeah. And uh, one that I remember uh, are the um, are the nerds, right? They're basically small little chunks of sugar. Might as well candied. With <laughs> candy with more sugar. So, so forget the pixie sticks. Forget the fun dip. Let's just take your concentrated nerds and eat all that runts right there yeah. they pretend to be like fruit yeah like oh i'm gonna eat a banana and be healthy no it's a run yeah but of course 80s also brought the gummy bears yeah yeah which was a cartoon if you remember mm-hmm. we talked about them in the i used to know saturday morning we refer cartoons we talked about the gummy bear cartoon well that came from these gummy bear candies i remember the gummies and, and you can have the gummy bears you bite the head off of one you bite the head off of another and then you squish them together <laughs> Yeah, and you make a hybrid kind of like Franken gummy. Yep. Yeah, that that, that that's just, absolutely that's hours of fun. And don't forget the ring pops. Yes, you know, I, I was no. I was asking my family, what are your favorite uh, candies? And my one of my daughters, she she said ring pops, and she's she's not a child anymore. No, and she still loves the ring pops. Yep. And I don't know what it is about these things. They're like they're jewelry, but they're candy. I don't know. You wear it. Why do you wear your food? It's like a giant pacifier when you put it in your mouth too. Hey, okay. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that, I, that gets us to the nineties. Okay, the nineties. Which number one would be Airheads, which I would never have guessed. Yeah. Okay. I remember the Airheads, which is like in my mind, it's like Laffy's Taffy, but like hydrated. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's a little <laughs> softer Laffy Taffy. Mm-hmm. The Airheads. Uh, they have all different kinds of flavors, but I don't know why the Airhead. The name Airhead ties in with the 90s. <laughs> totally different. I don't know. Mm. Um, you got other things like Push Pops. And um, I don't know what a bubblegum jug is, but whatever that is. <laughs> I've never seen one before, but that was apparently. I guess I guess I wasn't paying attention in the 90s. Right? Or the, the, the Push Pops, I missed all that. I, well, I knew the, the Push baby. Pops. But, yeah. And then, of course, the Warheads. The war, oh dear, because they're super sour. Yes, right. Like, they were like make your head implode. It was more of like like a, like a test of your character. Yeah, like these days at our age, we do that with hot sauces, mm-hmm. right? We're like, oh, yeah. I'll take the super ghost Carolina right. Reaper right. death whatever. How high on can the I handle that scale? Yes. Is that and, uh, and and back then it was like I'm going to do the warhead ten warheads at the same time. <laughs> oh, you can't! There's no way you'll survive that, man. Exactly. So <laughs> warheads. Ah, so in the in the two thousands, now we're getting into. Well, yeah, you've got the nerds from before from Willy Wonka. But why not put that on top of a Twizzler and call it nerd rope? Because, <laughs> of course, candied candy on top of a string candy. of candy. Can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what could be that? What makes candy better? Candy. Candy. <laughs> so, it's got to be. Somebody's got this job. Somebody somewhere is sitting around saying, let's let, let's put these two candies together. Yep. And, uh, and we'll be able to sell it. Now, in the 2000s, also, a new flavor kind of hits the road on a lot of things, actually. Mm-hmm. Chocolate bars, ice cream, and everything. Cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Yeah, you see it's a everywhere. lot of cookies and cream out there. Yep. Yep. Even I think, you know, you could always tell when a flavor goes too far when it becomes a yogurt. Mm. <laughs> well, I think it was probably an ice cream before it was a candy and then became a yogurt. Maybe? Maybe. Yeah. But... Yeah, once it gets to yogurt, that's like you know that's jumping the shark. <laughs> that's jump, that is jumping the shark in the in the dairy world. Yep. Okay. Uh, sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, those are those are pretty uh, pretty sour. Yeah. And uh, 
Oh, man. That's so much going on then. In the 2010s. Okay, and that's my favorite number one, mm-hmm. which is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All the way from back then, brought back lower to today. Yes, we were talking about that back mm-hmm. in the 1920s, right? Yep. Yep. So now the Peanut Butter Cup, which was still still popular, that's we're getting on almost 100 years of Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. Never have enough Peanut Butter Cups. Go Reese's. Yeah. So um, we haven't talked a lot about like some of my other things, like, like Kit Kat bars. Yep. Snickers. Um, yeah. Well, we talked. We yeah. talked about Hershey bars. Just a plain old Hershey bar comes back in the in the 2010s. Yeah. What's old is new. Simple, but really really tasty. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, I can't. And on top of it all, Skittles. Who would have would have guessed that Skittles would be the like the the most popular out of everything? So those are the basic candies from then. So. So, Steve, what would you say is your favorite Halloween candies growing up? My favorite overall, I'd, I'd have to say I like the Charleston Chew. We haven't talked about the Charleston Chew. We have not. You know, the whole thing about the Charleston Chew is you put it in the freezer. Right. And it goes in the freezer. That is the proper way to eat it. And then you destroy it. You, you take that thing. smack it on the table. You bang it against any hard surface. Yep. Shatters into a million pieces because now you don't have one candy bar. You have a million little pieces of candy bar, and you get to eat that, and and it actually makes the whole thing taste better because it's just just frozen it, and yeah, it's, it's how it kind of melts in melts your mouth. Melts in your mouth, yeah, yeah. So so I not always in your hand. No. and 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 Charleston chews were kind of rare, at least in our neighborhood. Right? Yeah. I wouldn't really get a lot of them. So if I got a Charleston chew, it was like oh. Yeah, especially if you got a full size one. Yeah, you know, are you kidding me? Full, it's like a foot long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were those were awesome, and I remember diving over a table when some kid was going to open theirs without it being in the freezer, and I was like, "No, <laughs> you're breaking the candy religion." <laughs> what What about you? What was your favorite uh, Halloween candy? Well, so again, I would take whatever my brother had left over, and I really do like Reese's peanut butter cups. I think they're one of the best, but I'm going to go back to the period of when I was growing up and actually did go out in Halloween. Halloween, mm-hmm. and there was a rare candy bar that came out then that is akin to the Babe Ruth bar, and that is the Reggie Jackson bar, the Reggie bar. Oh, the Reggie bar. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. So he's a baseball player. Funny he's got enough, once again, the Yankees. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's related to the fact that I'm from the New York area, oh. but... But yeah, the Reggie bar. Do they do they still have Reggie bars out there? I haven't. Seen I've them. seen them on eBay, but they're like they were made in the seventies and never opened. So <laughs> don't eat that. I would not suggest that. A Reggie bar. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was like a, it was like a almost like a goo goo cluster, right? Yeah, it had yeah. like a yeah, it was, was caramel and, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot about the Reggie bar. The Reggie bar. Yeah. Uh, so what candy did you hate? Did I hate on Halloween? Uh, like when you saw it, you were like, I mean, we talked about the bit of the bit of honey, yeah. But what else? What was like something else you? Every, you just hated? every once in a while, I don't know why people handed this stuff out. I don't even know if it was candy. But every once in a while, I'd get into my uh, my pillowcase and dig out a um, a wax lip, right? Oh Remember yeah, these? the wax lips. Yeah, yeah, wax lips. This is like it's not even candy. It's just wax. Like I, I talked to, to somebody ch- once, and they were like, "You chew on it." I'm like, "What? Yeah, it's you, not but, gum." But don't yeah, don't swallow it. No. Because it's because it's wax, so I don't know why they're handing it out to kids. Because because the first thing you're going to try to do is just eat the thing. So uh, that didn't make a, a lot of sense to me. And then the other thing that's very similar to it, I, it'd be like those um those the wax, wax bottles. the bottles. You bite the cap off. And and had like not even one sip. Not it was even, like no, it was it was, it was like 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 a half a milliliter of yeah. some kind of blue liquid. 
Yeah. And you fit more in a pipette than yeah. in that thing. Yeah. I don't even know what the purpose was. So, I don't know. So I would say any of that wax-based candy. Okay. Yeah. Quote candy. Air, yeah. air quotes. Quote, unquote. Yeah. For me, you know, I'm going to go for the, 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 the three horses of the Halloween candy apocalypse. Oh, you're going you're gonna to gonna bring out the three, three. three things All right, go that on. I hated when I would get, or even my brother brought it home. One was like five pennies in a piece of tape. <laughs> I get like five pennies. What am I supposed to do with pennies? Together, you're gonna take this down to Sam Goody and try to buy a. I don't know, but we get pennies, right? (laughs) Number two would be the little box of raisins. Oh yeah, the healthy families are handing out the raisins. Yes. Oh yeah, and then of course there was the dentist slash jokester of the neighborhood that would always be like toothbrush and floss. There always were those guys. There's always one person that was there in there. Oh, and they were the ones who wouldn't let you see what they put in their bag. Uh-huh. Like you, they'd be like, "Here's something for you," and you would never be able to see what was in their hand. They palmed uh-huh. it, so you couldn't see. Scary people, the, that, the penny people, the, oh, the the tooth, the apocalypse Such people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know what they were thinking. So, so Steve, do you have yeah. anything else about Halloween candy we want to talk about? Yeah, I think I think it's worth it to kind of like point out some of the scares that we had back in the '80s. You remember with the tampered candy? Like, oh like, yeah, like like uh, uh, there there were these um, these concerns that, uh, that, that people were gonna get get hurt on Halloween, and it all came right after the um, there were these Tylenol poison cases, the cyanide Tylenol, yeah, yeah. Where, where somebody had intentionally gone before in. they sealed every bottle now, like they do now with like. You know, it's like a sealed cap, and the mm-hmm. then the safety cap is sealed, and yeah. then the box is sealed. And, and if it's not sealed, do not use. Don't use it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all that was happening in the early '80s, and then that kind of that kind of bled over into into Halloween, just because uh, uh, people started hearing all this news coverage about these these possible poisoning cases that were either happening in medicine or in Halloween candy, and uh, and they just kind of became um, like like this urban legend. It got a life of its own and and, and caused a, a lot of people to be really, really scared about uh, what was coming into into their children's or, or their child's Halloween candy. I remember having some of my, my candy bars cut in half yeah. right there in the kitchen so that my parents could, could uh, make sure that there wasn't something in there because people were worried about uh, needles or uh, um, uh, razor blades or pieces of glass or... Or, or some kind of poison being in the candy. There was even some hospitals I was reading that would have bring your candy to the hospital and they'll x-ray it. They'll x-ray it to make sure that it's all okay. Yeah. yeah. So now it's just irradiated candy, but <laughs> but it doesn't have any uh, doesn't have any razor blades in it. Yeah, but I don't think anything ever came up. I mean, I think I was reading about this and I don't think anything really anyone was ever really poisoned for these type of things yeah. i think it's always been just a big scare yeah it was but I mean, it did cause a lot of people to to be really really cautious right yeah. and, and and careful um to the point where you started seeing safe trick-or-treating events right instead of going through your neighborhood and going up to your neighbors and getting some candy you'd go to a shopping mall oh yeah the mall mm-hmm. you could go to the mall and then in the mall you can go from store to store to store and get some candy so totally different experience, but uh, really oh, tiny, like uh, Yankee some... candles. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, good! I got something from Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I just I do remember living through that. I do remember seeing a lot of that on the news, 
And uh, and I remember having to have my uh, have my candy screened before I was allowed to eat it. So it was a weird time, and I'm glad that you know we don't have that same kind of scare going on right now. No, although I will say that these days I think people now look in the bag because everything's so well sealed. That's not the biggest concern anymore. Now everybody's worried about the nutritional value of everything. Mm, yeah, they're like, oh, this stuff is so scary, and which is also. Um, I would point out to any family who collects a lot of candy and is afraid that this is way too much candy for their kid. You know, there are usually a lot of collections around at Halloween where at the day after Halloween, I know they have it here in our town, where you can go to certain places and turn in some of your candy and they'll send it to like the troops or they'll send oh, it out. That's a good them. idea. Yeah. And they usually weigh it. And then based on, you know, how much you give them, they'll give you something back. Like, yeah. you know, you can get a book or you can get... You know, stickers if it's not much or whatever. You know, they'll give you something in return. Nice. Uh, it's actually a nice thing to do yeah. for the troops. Yeah. Uh, what about you? you have anything? I want to talk about, this isn't candy, but I think it's appropriate to talk about around Halloween, which is the monster cereals. Oh, Booberry. Booberry. Yes. Yes, Booberry. I love Booberry. Still do. My favorite cereal. And and uh, for a while there, it was really hard to get. Yeah. Even, even around Halloween, it was hard to get. But now, the monster cereals are in full force They're around back, Halloween. Baby. You got your Booberry, you got your Frankenberry, you got oh, your yeah. Count Chocula. Yeah. 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 So that it's really not Halloween unless you're eating, at some point, you know, the, the blueberry, want to say marshmallows? Yeah. <laughs> Marshmallow-like things <laughs> in the cereal. Yeah. yeah there, there was something um, in the same... Um, group of cereals the fruit brute do you remember the fruit brute i don't but i know other family members do yeah this is the uh, this is the, the werewolf and it had uh had kind of like a like a fruity cereal with lime marshmallows lime marshmallows i wonder why it's gone <laughs> you can't find it anymore no no, no more fruit brute. no more lime marshmallows no, no there, there there's yummy mummy i knew the mummy yeah I'm, that i've seen the mummy yeah wasn't yeah. a fan but no no. Yeah, well, it's I'm not really for not a fan of any of them except for Booberry. Booberry, Booberry, out of all of them, I'd have to say Booberry's the best. Yeah. yeah. That's the cool character. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Count Chocula. Sorry. <laughs> but. All right, so nothing else? All right. Nope. I don't think I have anything else. All right. Me neither. So we hope you like this podcast that I used to know. Hey, did you know we're on iTunes and TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Spotify? You know, name your, your podcast device and, and application, and we're on it. If you did know, hey, how about you go out and, uh, you know, go to your favorite pod player there and give us a rating. We'd love ratings. We love ratings. Ratings help people find us. Do you have a suggestion for us? Is there an idea you have mm-hmm. that you would like to talk about that, topic. that you used to know? Sure. Hey, yeah. Go. Why don't you go visit us on our Facebook page? You know, our Facebook page is I Used to Know. Or you can go to Twitter and hit us on I Used to Know Pod and tell us about it. We'll do the research. We'll figure it out. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks always to the amazing Stevie Jump for our theme song. And again, thanks for listening. Threes and eights, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody.